It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. It is a Friday Suze Show edition. I'm your host, Susie Hunter, joined by our favorite guest co-host, Christian Saez. How's it going? How are you? I'm good. It's been a minute. I'm happy to be back on the show, and we've got Mm -hmm. some good Rockies news to talk about. We have so much news. And of course, like before we scheduled having you on, I didn't know we were going to have this much news. This all dropped just within the past hour and a half. Yeah, we we were kind of preparing to just kind of ramble for about an hour, and then just like that, the tides turned, and now we have something to talk about. So we, that's awesome. We have so much to talk about. Yeah, the Rockies made four four moves today that just came down. Um, so Antonio Sensatella has been officially activated off the IL. Uh, they've also activated catcher Austin Wins, who they picked up on waivers from the Dodgers yesterday. He is a catcher. He's 32 years old. We'll tell you more about him in a minute. Uh, but with that, uh, Brian Servin has been optioned down to AAA Albuquerque. And uh, I was really surprised by this last move. Jonathan Daza designated for assignment. Yeah, Rocky's making moves. Um, and we were actually talking to Adam about this a little bit before Adam Mares came over and was asking us what we thought about it. And, you know, he was asking, is are any of these moves going to change the trajectory of the season, of the, of the <laughs> in- entire experience for the Rockies? And, you know, our answer was probably not, yeah. but <laughs> they're making moves. That's a positive thing. The Rockies are a team that's not known for making a lot of moves. And so the fact that they're just starting to move some pieces around is a positive sign for me. Nothing huge, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, they're making some changes. Making some changes, making some moves. And, like, we're going to talk to Josh Sushan about this later on in the show, but the pitching depth really is the thing that is so mm-hmm. concerning. Yeah, and it's inconsistent. And that's the, that's the biggest thing is just lacking consistency mm-hmm. kills a pitching rotation. Uh, when you can't trust that your guy, whether it be your starter um, or your reliever or closer, is going to go out and eight out of ten times do what you're kind of expecting him to do, that's where you start struggling. Um, and the team falls apart around that as well. A bad mm-hmm. pitching lineup, a bad pitching rotation can cause a lot of other problems for your team. So um, that's priority number one, as it should be. Um, and it looks like they're trying to figure some of that out. Yeah, but, you know, sure, let's pick up another catcher. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? A 32-year-old catcher. And um, the good thing is he's had a little bit of experience um, for a couple different programs, um, you know, and, and he's had some some games this year as well. Um, they, he, he came from the Dodgers, if I remember correctly. So right? actually, yes, he did come from the Dodgers, but um, he also played with San Francisco with the Giants earlier this season too. So wow. if, so that means he's, I think, the first guy ever who will have played with the Rockies, um, Rockies, Giants, and Dodgers in one season, and it's May. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of a, and, <laughs> so and jumping kind of between 
not only rivals between the uh, Dodgers and the Giants, but then going to another division, uh, divisional team in the Rockies. He's just mm -hmm. making his rounds around that uh, NL West. So uh, Who yeah, loves the NL West more than Austin wins. He, he can maybe give us some insight on uh, how yeah. the NL West, uh, the other teams are starting to fare. So mm -hmm. we can get a look at least at the Dodgers because the Giants are just non-existent right now for me. Um, yeah, they're they're a little messy. They're a little messy. They're little no messy. Rockies, but they're a little messy. <laughs> they're no Rockies, but they are <laughs> a little bit messy. But just a little. Yeah, wins. You know, he'll be interesting. He's uh, you know he's had 13 at bats, like you said for the Giants and the Dodgers this year. Um, he's a career 229 hitter, so uh, I don't expect anything crazy from him, um, but someone that can, you know, just just kind of fill a spot in the lineup and um, hopefully just add a little bit of depth. That's yes. the hope. Yes. Add some depth. Depth yeah. is needed for the depth, Rockies right depth now. Depth is the word. That's the key word. Take a shot every time we say depth, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But yes, that was the the biggest news. But Senda's going to be back. He was just activated off the IL, as we mentioned. And he is pitching tonight in New York. Yeah, and I saw Bud Black was saying he'd probably sit around 80 to 90 pitches, most likely, for mm -hmm. this um, opening start. I mean, this is technically his first true start of the season. Um, he did, I believe, have two rehab Two rehab assignments that did not go well. With Albuquerque. They weren't great. Yeah. But then again, it's the Pacific Coast League. And, he got, the, and he got the And it's a rehab assignment. So what is really the goal there? Is yeah. it to, you know... I, in my opinion, it's yeah. kind of to suck. Like, and I've said this before on the show when we were talking about <laughs> spring training. Like, spring training for me, I'd rather guys, you know, suck and figure it out in spring training. That's how rehab assignments are. It's your first time pitching in a year. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he was coming back. He, he tore his ACL in September, so it's been a minute since he's been out on, on, yeah. a, on a diamond in that capacity. And so, yeah, rehab assignments aren't overly scary for me you know let the guy go you know make some mistakes give up a couple long balls and um get him set for his actual start which would be tonight against the Mets exactly well said I would rather him suck when it doesn't count for us than when it does count for mm -hmm. us yeah, so let's wish him the best of luck Antonio Sensatella <laughs> yes yes and I think it's cool for I mean he's pitched in 117 games for or 117 starts it for the Rockies so I mean like he's a guy that's spent a lot of time for the Rockies I know some of his teammates Kyle Freeland, one of them, mm -hmm. you know, who are excited to have him back in the rotation. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think that's also a really cool thing to be able to have a guy who's been there with some teammates, um, with the fans, and had some success. And mm -hmm. uh, hopefully he'll be able to just kind of add to that. Yeah, of course it's so sad that when Senza comes back, his his buddy, Herman Marquez, goes down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They've been also, I think, um, uh, I think Patrick is working on a story about this. But, like, yeah, they've, you know, they were in double a together like they they're, yeah. they're boys yeah and that happens i mean you, you that happens in all sports but baseball yeah. especially you know you start working your way up through the levels of minor league baseball with some some core guys mm -hmm. and you become friends um and that's just the nature of sports you get traded you get you know maybe sent one one of you is doing better than the other or an injury happens and and it's tough but uh, i think for for senza he's just happy to be back you know i mean i know yeah. he's bummed that he doesn't get to be there with marquez but uh, i'm sure he's just happy to be back in the rotation yeah, and we we need it. We need yeah. it because I have no idea where this rotation's gonna, what this rotation might look like even a couple weeks from now. Well, and I think part of that too is is it actually takes a little bit of pressure off of Senza because he's not having to kind of be thinking as much about like, hey, this is a really good team, a good lineup, a good pitching rotation that I'm now having to insert myself in. He's you know able to come into kind of a messy situation and be like, hey, the pressure isn't on me to figure this out. I'm just gonna try to kind of get some re some almost rehab starts in mm -hmm. at this level, um, get my feet back under me, get a couple 80 to 90 pitch outings in under my mm -hmm. belt, 
and see how I'm feeling from there. So the pressure isn't on Antonio to be the guy who saves the Rockies rotation. There's a lot of other pieces that need to be a part of that um, before that can happen. So I think for him, just having a positive outing, that's the most important thing. Right you, don't, now. you don't think on the flip side, like he looks at this team that's struggling and he thinks they need me and... Uh, I feel like that is a pressure situation when it, you look at a team that really needs you. It could be. It could be. And it depends on how you look at it. I mean, for me, I think speaking from my experience, like I would look at it from a less pressure situation of like, hey, I don't need to be the savior. I can just I just need to go out and be who I'm who I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm sure there are guys out there and he might be one of them that thinks I got to put this weight on my shoulders and, and, and handle this burden. I just think baseball is such a longevity sport mm -hmm. that a lot of these guys are so conditioned to understanding it's about the long game that they're not usually the type of people to put all of that on themselves uh, because baseball is a game of failures and you're going to fail a lot. So coming back from an ACL injury, which is a very challenging injury to recovery to recover from, mm -hmm. um, you got to give it to yourself to to, to, you know, not put that entire weight on your shoulders alone. Yes. Yes. Well said. Thank you. I wonder, uh, um, what is the normal comeback for an ACL surgery in terms of a pitcher? Are we talking about like a Bryce Harper comeback from an ACL? Okay, or like no a no <laughs> one. No one has Bryce Harper recovery time. <laughs> You're right. Dude's out here in a full cast. Like, all right, I'm ready to go. Um, I, for, for a pitcher, at least, ACL is not as common, I would think. At least I hadn't heard of it as much. Mm -hmm. um, but... Pitching, I mean, you use your ACL a lot. It's it's a driving it's a driving position. Yes. Um, so I would think it's probably about a year. Um, ACLs mean, the, are also finicky too. The internet's telling me eight to nine months, but some people could recover in six months, according to UC Health. Thank you, UC Health. Yeah, big big. big there's big discrepancies too in between regular people and athletes. Yes. Who have all the resources in the Correct. world. Correct. <laughs> and also, I think pitchers. The other thing that kind of gets overlooked is. Okay, you might recover physically from that injury. You rest properly, you do some rehab, but then you got to get yourself ready to pitch. Um, and that's the other part is that takes a little bit longer than some people realize, mm -hmm. and you start to see those those rehab starts where you're giving up nine runs in your you know first outing back because you just haven't fine-tuned your craft in a way that you would have if you hadn't been recovering from an injury. Yeah. Um, so you're no longer focusing on hey, I need to get my ACL back up and strong. You're now saying okay, my ACL is strong again. Now I gotta like rehab into pitching again. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's kind of something that might add a month or two um, to those recovery times. But it's different. It's different. It is different. You you know what you're talking about though. Not with ACLs. I mean, I've had my fair share of pitching injuries. What I, was your uh, worst pitching injury? I I actually the injury that got me out of baseball entirely was I fractured my lower spine. Um, How did you do that? Yeah. So this is actually and this if you're a, a young baseball player, this is actually some good advice. Um, I am right-handed, and so when I was training and going through pitching lessons and, and pitching just in games and everything, you use one side of your body very dominantly yeah. because you're pitching from the right hand, the right side um, my entire life. And what happened was I started building up all of this strength on that side of my body, and there became an imbalance between one side of my body that I was using for pitching and the other side of my body that I wasn't using as much. And so that imbalance, like, you know, part of my back was really tight with muscles and the other part was not as strong. And that imbalance slowly over time separated a part of my spine. Um, and I actually, oh my, my junior year of high school, yeah, that's what completely took me out of, um, at least, you know, at the time I was starting to look at like playing for some D1 schools and um, I had a, a verbal offer from a D1 program and 
that happened my junior year and it was like am I ever going to be able to play again? Oh. You know, and, and so it, that's that was my most serious injury. I did end up recovering, went to a, a D2 school instead um, mm -hmm. here in Colorado. And, um, you know, it, it ended up working out the way it was supposed to, but it was not fun. That was like a year and a half recovery. painful. Yeah, and, and you know, when I tell people, like, I broke my back playing baseball, like, they, a lot of people think, like, oh, my God, did it just snap? Was there, like, a <laughs> moment when you pitched and you were just like, oh, I'm paralyzed? You know, like, no, 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 none of that. I, I kept playing on it. Actually, the main issue was it separated. I started feeling pain. And as any high schooler would do, I told myself, especially trying to go play college ball, ah, I'm fine. I can play through it. It'll work itself out. It'll work itself out. So I played on a, a fractured oh spine for gosh. six months before I finally was like, I can't really get out of bed right now. Uh, went to the doctor and they were like, oh, yeah, you've you actually have grown cartilage in between the fracture in your spine because you've been playing on it for so long. Oh my gosh. Um, so is, is that a surgery situation? It will be one day. Um, they oh. basically said if you can, you can just rest for like a year and the cartilage will kind of grow and muscles will kind of grow around it and you and it'll hold its place for probably a couple decades. Um, but when you get 50 or 60 years old, like you're probably going to need back surgery. So oh, we're waiting on it. Wow. We're Things to look it. forward Things to. to look, thanks baseball for, wow. for really putting that one in the, you know, in the front windshield. So, <laughs> That'll be fun. I know Marissa's going to love it when that comes around. <laughs> Even squatting sometimes now, I'm like, you know, oh, I can feel it a little bit every once in a while. And it, it does tell me when I'm using my back in ways I shouldn't be using it, though. Oh, that's a positive. So, silver lining that there. That is a positive. Break your back and it'll tell you how to work out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, we're going to break into some baseball headlines. But first, ooh, we got to talk about how amazing it is if you are a diehard here at DNVR, because we just have the absolute best time here at the corner of Colfax and York, where you'll find the DNVR bar, and it's gonna be so lit here tonight. Oh my gosh. It's are you crazy for energy. the game? I, I am not, because I have to work very early tomorrow. And these late games are killing you. And these you. late games are killing me, but um, Marissa will be here, and I will be living vicariously through her experience. Yes. Yeah. When's the last time you like really like got after it at the DNVR bar? Um, for the Avs, when the Avs were in the first round, mm -hmm. um, RIP to the Avs season. But um, when they were in the first round, we were, I was here, and uh, that was like reminiscent of last year's Stanley Cup run. Last year was you know, so it was, fun. It was insane. So I had to be back for some of their uh, their first few games. Yes, oh, such a good time always. And if you're a diehard, listen, you're getting 15% off of your tab. You are getting. Uh, you're getting 20% off of merch, everything at dnvrlocker.com. You're getting 20% off of our tailgates, our party buses. The Rockies party bus was so much fun. Oh, I know. I'm bummed I missed that. That was that looked like a blast. It was so much fun. Like, there were some familiar faces, but there were also so many new faces, and it was really fun. A lot of people just happened to find the event, like, on Facebook, and yeah. they got tickets for it because it was a really good deal. Yeah. Um, uh, but I was like... I'm really hoping like we converted some of those people on the party bus to maybe some listeners. So if you are listening, Welcome. let us know. Let us know. But yeah, 20% um, uh, off of all the fun activities we do. Uh, you're getting extra raffle tickets for our watch parties to win free gear. You're getting all access to the diehards only discord where Patrick and I will mention some uh, some things that we probably wouldn't tweet out. Some things, some rumblings that we hear around the clubhouse. You know, we've got the secrets, we've got the deets, we've got the intel. But yeah, you can get all of those too. Um, and that an annual membership also comes with a free t-shirt from dnvrlocker.com, not just once, but every year. So head to the dnvr.com to become a diehard. And all right, we gotta talk about game time too, because they are just the absolute 
best way to get tickets, especially last minute. Uh, it's the hottest ticketing site. It makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows, seats you only thought you could dream of can be yours you can wait uh you can save up to 60 percent when you wait closer to first pitch with game time i use it all the time it's one of my favorite apps it is so clutch i'm probably going to use it to get taylor swift tickets which i still do not have gotta wait till that last second I'm, you know what? I was telling, I said this on the show yesterday, so I'll say it again today, but um, apparently there's a hack going around on, on TikTok where people are using apps like GameTime and you wait until after the openers have performed because she goes on at 8 o'clock, so you wait right, right before 8 o'clock, so you have to be okay with missing the openers. Ooh. And you can save hundreds of dollars on those Taylor Swift tickets. That seems dangerous, though, because like if you're that, like going to a concert is no easy thing. Mm -mm. If you're out there, like you're kind of committed. Yes. Um, so I guess it would take a lot of luck, but um, you know what? But if you save hundreds of dollars, good lord, I'm all in. I would do anything to save hundreds of dollars hundreds. on Taylor Swift tickets. Please, I'll take my I'll take my risks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can count on those last minute price drops on Game Time. So yeah, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code DNVR for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Uh, but yeah, create an account, save twenty dollars, join those more than fifteen million people who have already saved with Game Time to score the best seats to your favorite events. And sometimes, you know, the best seat is right on your couch, and that is where Fubo TV comes in. We love Fubo. They have more than 140 channels with sports, shows, movies. You can stream live TV from any of your devices, uh, and you can watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price. And if you want to try it out, see how you like it, see if you like the lineup, you can do a seven-day trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign in, start watching, and you're also going to get a thousand hours of cloud DVR because who watches TV when it's live? If it's not sports, I am not catching it when it's live. No, no. I'm DVRing it. Way too impatient for that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I can barely manage my time covering one baseball team, let alone like keeping up with shows. Yeah, keeping what? up with the Kardashians. Like, how do you keep up with them? I can't keep you up can't. with them. Absolutely no not. No one can. <laughs> but yeah, that's where DVR comes in. Absolutely incredible. But yeah, most sports for the lowest price here in Colorado. Watch local teams while traveling. Watch the Nuggets on altitude and also wherever they're playing for the postseason. Yeah, what yeah, that's a, that's a huge. Uh, I think they're on TNT, to be honest. But um, that, that's a huge part of it. Just getting local sports, you know, local sports is huge. It's hard to get local sports in Colorado. <laughs> Who knew it would be so hard to watch local sports? But yeah, Fubo makes it easy. So use the link in our description to sign up and get 15% off. I love that. Love that. Um, let's talk about some baseball headlines. We've got three baseball headlines that we need you to know. We're going to start with the A's. They are offering a 37-game pass for this season for $99. It's insane. And That's a minor league like package a deal. minor league package deal. I need to look at the Yard Goats numbers to see like how much their uh, game passes are. But like the kicker is too, like it's not just the 37 games for $99. You also get a t-shirt. Just you know, a nice little <laughs> cherry on top of your $100 37-game single-season package. I mean, like, that's insane. I, I, I'd have to check, too, on the Spokane Indians. I know, you know, when I used to work for them, they would do, like, 
you know, short season tickets. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it was probably very similar to that. It couldn't have been much more. <laughs> I mean, because my mom would come to like all the games because I was the PA announcer. So she'd love to like come l watch the games and listen mm -hmm. to listen to me. And and uh, and she even thought about like getting a short season ticket package. And it would probably be very similar to that. That's adorable, that's crazy. by the way. It, yeah, oh, that's what moms are for, you know? That is what Just moms are for. Coming out to support and hanging out with us. But yeah, no, I, I'm amazed. And the, the A's, I actually saw a similar, we were comparing minor league, you know, stats. Um, I think I saw some stats saying that all three of the A's minor league teams had a higher attendance than they did. Ooh. on like average or something like that for oh. that week. Oh no. Right? Like oh, single A, no. double A, and triple A all had, and, and I might be quoting this wrong, but it was very similar to that, all had a higher weekly average of attendance or something That's, along those lines. That is a lines. tough scene. Um, I know a lot of people are, yeah, a lot of those A's fans are starting to show up at games with the signs that say sell the team. Yeah. They're planning a I don't know if they already did this or if they're still planning it, but they are planning to just fill the stadium yeah. to show ownership that they still want a team there, yeah. even though ownership is kind of doing whatever they can to tank the team, get yeah. that team out of there. Yeah, and I, I've heard about that too. That there, you know, and and being from the Bay Area, having family in the Bay Area, there is a huge number of A's fans that are diehard A's, A's fans. I think it's easy to to think like, oh, well, you've got the San Francisco Giants right across the water from them. So like maybe they're just maybe the A's fans have just kind of jumped ship and are going to the Giants side. Like, no, they like yeah. there are diehard A's fans. And if you ever watch even some old clips from just a few years ago of when they were in the postseason, which wasn't that long ago, Not they that long sell ago. out that stadium, like sell out cr with horns and streamers and crazy fans that are all about the Oakland Athletics. So it's not that those fans don't exist. They're just not being represented out on the field. That is, this is such a shame. This whole situation absolutely breaks my heart. Yeah. Absolutely breaks my heart. And those fans aren't going to switch over to the Giants either. That is like a diehard rivalry. Good. You don't, you like those fans, I mean, you might get a couple, but like the true to the, you know, true to the Oakland Athletic fan base, they will not switch to the Giants if that team leaves. Where do you think those fan? where do you think those fans will go? Who do you, do you think they'll follow the, do you think they'll still watch the team when they're uh, playing in, when or if yeah i'm i mean i'm guessing you know vegas is probably what's going to happen obviously nothing is official yet but um do you see fans still following the team when they leave oakland that's and that's a great question i that's tough because i think there's gonna be a lot of fans that are gonna be really po'd and mm -hmm. not want anything to do with the team being in vegas and ha you know say forget you guys so maybe maybe some fans do switch to the giants just because it's uh, e easier you know i mean it's closer mm -hmm. but um I just think if you talk to a fan of the Oakland A's who've, who's been a fan their entire life, like there's too much bad blood between them and the Giants for them to switch. So I don't know. That's really tough. Um, They're like, I've already talked too much smack my I, yeah, whole I life. I, I can't. can't. <laughs> like, and a lot of those people have family members who are Giants fans because you all live in that area. So it's like, mm -hmm. I can't go to that to my family barbecue being like, hey, uncle, Giants fan, I'm, I'm, I'm joining your side. You know, like. I don't know. That's going to be weird. That's a tough decision to make. Yeah, we have so many people in the comments. Logan, I will get to you later on in the show, I promise. Will said, though, wasn't this the plot of Major League? Low-key. Yeah. Low-key. Low-key, yes. Very much so. I was also saying before we started the show, I'm like, what the ownership in Oakland is doing reminds me a lot of what... It reminds me a little bit of what the ownership of the Hartford Whalers did, where they just made it so difficult to 
get to games and enjoy games at yeah. that stadium and then people stop going to games and like oh well no one wants Oops. to go might as well move the team to the place i want to move it to I hate that. Now it's that literally tanking a team. I mean, you think of like in the NBA, there's all these talk about like, oh, players tanking and managers tanking football. You know, it's talk about that too. And mm -hmm. um, to get a good draft pick, owners tank a team to get what get more money out of it, you know, mm -hmm. if they can get to a better place. But it's tough to see. It's a it's a tough scene, as I like to say. Very much so. That is my, that's apparently my catchphrase right now. I've been saying it way too much. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Well, good luck to A's fans. You saw this headline. I still don't understand it, but Zach Eflin apparently had to take off his wedding ring or he was going to get ejected from the game. Yeah, this what was, is this? This was yesterday. Um, he was on the mound and, you know, when they do the, the, the foreign substance check after mm -hmm. the game or, you know, after the inning, um, the umpires made Zach Eflin take off his rubber wedding ring. I guess it was a black rubber wedding ring. I don't really know why. I haven't gotten an official explanation why. The, the, the conversation about it on social media was kind of along the lines of, like, if it's rubber, it's got some, some traction on it. You know, it could be viewed as a foreign substance, but he can't be the only one who does that. So, so I don't really know. I don't really know. So, so, so many players wear those rings, wear yeah. those, like, silicone mm -hmm. rubbery wedding rings because, like, you know, metal. metal it's kind of hard to do well. your job. Yeah. yeah, and also, like, if, I, I mean, I've been hit in the hand many times, and if you're wearing a ring and you get hit in the hand, I mean, that could swell your hand up, and if you have a, a metal ring on, like, that's not good. You could lose a finger. So, yeah, don't wear a metal ring out on a baseball field yeah. at all. So you use the silicone ones or the little rubber ones. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, it's like, you know, if you go to the gym, same thing. Um, Never thought of those as being performance-enhancing rings. Yeah, and, and, and Logan mentioning it was his glove hand, too. So I don't really, I don't really understand that. Um, that doesn't make any it sense. It brought up a lot of conversation around, like, why it could, why, you know, they're making them, making him take that off. Um, and like you said, there has to be other guys out there doing mm -hmm. the same thing. So... I wonder if we see more of that, but that was weird. It was a weird headline. Major League Baseball hates marriage is yes. what I'm getting from that. Anti-marriage. They, they hate love. Leave those wedding rings at home <laughs> if you go out on a baseball diamond. What a what a mess. <laughs> um, uh, and okay, this this one this this headline, our, our last headline of the day, um, uh, really bummed me out. Matt Harvey announced his retirement. He posted on Instagram. He did a lot of thanking to the Mets organization. Obviously, he yeah. went to a World Series with them. I wanted Matt Harvey. I wanted the Matt Harvey story to just have like a different ending because the past couple of years for him have been so yeah. rough. It, it brings up the point of like how hard it is for some of these mm -hmm. guys in all sports. These these just crazy Hall of Fame, you know, or just all star players. To have the ending, the, the fairy tale ending, it's so rare. You know, I think of Tom Brady in the NFL and how, you know, he came back, won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, and everyone's like, is this going to be it? Like, is he going to end on that? And then he came back and kind of flopped this year. It didn't really go the way he wanted. But it's just so hard to have that ending, that storybook ending. And at some point, you just have to look at it and say, you know what? I'm, I'm in a good place right now. I'm just going to call it. You know, yeah. and I think that for Matt, like, this was his time to just say, you know what? I've had a great career. I, I've been to a World Series with the Mets. Mm -hmm. um, it's time to, to step down. Yeah. I just, like, I look at the situation with the very tragic death of uh, Tyler Skaggs and Matt Harvey's involvement in the trial of that. And he admitted that he gave opioids to Skaggs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Oh my gosh. I mean, uh, so like him getting suspended for that, for what he said, like in a trial, 
I mean, ugh, just like, it's just a heartbreaking situation all around. Like, these are dudes who just, like, are doing whatever they have to. Yeah. To stay in the game, even if it's illegal. Like, I can't even imagine that level of pressure. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's just, it's all, it's a, a lot of times it's all these guys know. You yeah. know, I mean, I have some friends who, who played in the minor leagues. I actually have a good friend who um, just he was in the minors since since I was in high school, so six years, seven years, and um, he just now finally, you know, hung up his cleats. Mm -hmm. um, but he had this moment of like, what do I, what now? You know, yeah. I like I, you know, and they end up usually going into coaching or personal training and those kind of things. But it's like, baseball has been my life since I was five years old. H how do I just now? give that all up and to get to that level you have to give everything everything you yeah. don't have a side hustle probably no, no you don't you know and and especially guys that are our career you know minor leaguers um like we've, we've heard a lot of stories of these career minor leaguers who spend five to 15 years in the minor leagues and you're just like some of them have that moment of making it you know and they get to experience maybe a season in the in the majors and some of them just kind of fizzle out and they have to transition into what life after sports looks like. And that is weird. It, I can't imagine. So, um, you know, hats off to him and, and making that transition. You know, hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully it's a good one. I'm miss wishing him the best. I also realized I read all of the wrong ad reads in the previous break. So we're going to make up for some lost time. <laughs> Congratulations to nice. Game Time and Fubo for getting some extra Woo! reads out of me. There you go. Um, uh, <laughs> We changed our schedule when the season started. My bad. <laughs> My apologies to the people who uh, make this show happen. We got to talk about Shady Rays real fast. Look, we've got some Shady Rays on the set right now. Some of my absolute favorite sunglasses. I love them not just because they look good. I love them because if you lose them or break them, Shady Rays will replace them. And you can order them online. And if you hate how they look on you, you can send them right back. You can try them on. They have a store at the Park Meadows Mall. Nice. You can feel out the situation. And they are just, they're such great sunglasses. And we have an incredible deal with Shady Rays. We have a BOGO deal. So when you use code DNVR, you're it's buy one get one it's absolutely unreal my friends have been using this code and they're yeah. like i can't wait this is still a code this is real yeah. i'm like yeah get your sunglasses yeah my mom just uh actually my, my wife convinced my mom to to jump on that board and um got two sunglasses two pairs of sunglasses and she loves them absolutely loves them so it's for all ages all ages, all sizes. Yes. Everyone. I was going to say, they've got so many different styles, too. So you can really, I pretty much guarantee you will find something that fits your needs and fits your look. But yeah, Shady Rays, they are an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class product that is just as good as any expensive designer pair. Uh, and they've got durable frames um, and just absolutely incredible optics perfect for outdoor activities perfect for just like chilling by the pool perfect for me wearing them at the ballpark um and they've got yeah the best protection program in all of the eyewear business but yeah if you don't like them you can exchange them for a new pair within 30 days for absolutely free there's no risk when you shop with shady rays uh they've always got your back so this is exclusively for our listeners when you use code dnvr you can get um, oh, you get, it's 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, so you can try the shades for yourself. Rated five stars by over 200,000 people. And who we, we would be crazy to not talk about pins and aces. We just had such a great golf event today. Yes. The uh, Scramble de Mayo. Um, we had the after party going on here that was still very poppin' when we started the show. And I saw a lot of pins and aces gear, so I'm glad 
people are repping are repping because also their stuff looks so good yeah oh it yeah it just looks absolutely incredible but yeah they are family owned uh they're a family owned golf and apparel business they're based right here in colorado but their reach is uh, so their reach is growing very rapidly kind of like dnvr kind of like dnvr so much in common that's why they are the official golf apparel partner of dnvr because we love our pins and aces. Absolutely incredible gear. Um, uh, I know Spencer wears it a lot. He's just always catching compliments on how great his polos look. But yeah, polos, hats, golf bags, the beer sleeve. Mm. Absolutely incredible. I must. You can fit your beers in something that looks like it's holding a club, but it's just a giant koozie that's keeping your beers cold while I, you're on the I course. I expect to see you rocking that come tailgate season next fall. You know it. You know it. I tried the liquor stick at one of our tailgates, too. Yes, you did. That is also something that Pins and Aces has. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> see? Trying it all. Yes. Um, but yes, absolutely innovative. Um, PinsandAces.com. Use code DNVR to get 15% off of your first order and free shipping. Nice. That's pinsandaces.com. Let's talk about FOCO real fast, our favorite manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Listen, it's baseball season. They have so many great hats. They have like this amazing straw hat. Oh my gosh, it's like over there too. It's like so far away. Who's over it there? It looks like a tree. No, that's okay. It's okay. I was gonna like be like, oh my gosh, someone bring me someone the someone throw the someone hat. Someone bring me the straw hat. Yeah, because yeah. it's like just so. It's such a vibe. That's it is the a vibe. only way I can describe it. It is such a vibe. Oh, we got it. We got it. All right, Christian, nice. are you gonna model this for us? I'm gonna model it. I am gonna. Which? Yep. I'm gonna make sure I'm putting it on the right way. That's the wrong way. You it's, did it wrong. No, I didn't. You're lying. No, the CR goes in front. Oh, pff, you're right. Yeah. You're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. You're, you're wrong, I hate to tell you. Oh, see, I can even wear another hat underneath this and it still works. <laughs> this is great. It see, blocks the sun. Is this not such a vibe? I would I would wear this to a baseball game and wear this when I was mowing my lawn. I mean- it, It's a dual purpose hat. All right, next time you mow your lawn, uh, send us some selfies. I will. Because we will. would love to see that. But yeah, FOCO, um, head to FOCO and um, you can get 10% off with DNVR. There's a link in our description. Uh, listen, they've got stuff for Colorado sports, of course. Of course. But they've got stuff for, you know, sports at all different levels, all different teams, all different markets. So if you're looking for a gift for someone, this is so fast and easy. Such a fast, easy way to get someone gear from their favorite team. Yeah. But that's Foco. Dot. Who doesn't Foco. like getting gear from their favorite team? Yes, exactly. But yeah, link is in our bio. Thank you. All right, we got to talk about Bacchus and Shanker. Bacchus and Shanker. Our best friends. When you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker is there to help because Bacchus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They are helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And listen, it's going to be free until they win you money. In your case, there is no upfront fee to speak to someone about what you have going on. There's no fee while they're working on your case. There's no fee until they win you money. And they've done it a lot. They have won more than a billion dollars for their clients here in Colorado. And they've got neighborhood offices in Aurora, Englewood, Fort Collins, and Denver. So you can talk to someone face to face. But listen, Bacchus and Shanker, they've got the strength, they've got the manpower, they have 30 lawyers, more than 30 lawyers, more than 100 staff, and they can help you out with accidents, 
whether it's a car, a motorcycle, a ride share, if you're a pedestrian, trucks, you name it, you can call them up and see if they can help you. There is absolutely no fee until they win for you. So you can call them at the easiest number in Colorado, 222-2222. I've been saying it's all Dazas. I'm going to miss Dazas so much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, 222-2222. Find out if you have a case for free because Bacchus and Shanker wins. Oh, and we already talked about Fubo. So there we go. We've right in the ship. Uh, let's we're going to take track. we're going to take a breath and we're going to hear from Josh Sushan, um, who I just talked to before the show. But we had a great conversation about what is going on down in Albuquerque and if there are depth pieces down there that will make us feel a little bit better about the future of the Rockies. But Tiff, are we ready to roll that? All right, let's hear it. Joining the pod now, one of our favorite guests, Josh Sushan, the voice of the Albuquerque Isotopes. Josh, All how right. are you doing down there? Uh, Logan, thank Well, it is Cinco de Mayo, and it is a big deal in Albuquerque. We have a lot that we do. Proudly wearing the Wadiachis polo today. So, yeah, it very fun day here in Albuquerque. Um, yeah, and also a very eventful day for the Rockies organization in general. We've had some big news dropping. Uh, one of those pieces is that Brian Servin is coming back down to Albuquerque. Um, how is this going to benefit the team down there? Well, I'm, obviously this is a really sad day for Brian Servin. It's a really exciting yeah, day for the course. Isotopes because he's really good <laughs> and he can help us offensively and defensively. You know, look, I, I'm sure that Brian is really sad and disappointed, but there's a number of people in that clubhouse where the same thing happened to them. I'll never forget when Ryan McMahon got sent back down for the first time. I think it was a couple of times, but I remember the first time. i never forget. I talked to him about this and I said, how long did you allow yourself to feel sorry for yourself? And he said, I gave myself 24 hours to feel sorry for myself. And now it's time to go back to work. And it's not the first time this has happened to someone. It definitely won't be the last. It, how Brian responds to this is going to be a huge part of his story of his major league career. Look, the money's way better in the major leagues, but he needs to play and he wasn't playing a whole lot. So if he can come back to Albuquerque and get his swing going and just everything that's involved in playing and then to be ready when he's needed so that he can go up and have an impact, it will hopefully be good for him in the long run, even if it's really sad in the short term. Definitely, yeah. We're going to miss his presence up in Colorado for now, for sure. But, uh, I mean, you have to imagine that this will help the pitching staff down there because he's he's good at what he does. Yeah, he's really good at what he does. I mean, he just – I remember talking to you about him before he got called up, and I said that, you know, he's just central casting for a catcher. Just mm -hmm. the way that he walks, the way that he talks, the way that he handles pitchers, the way that he just seamlessly moves across the clubhouse, all – you know, all ethnicities. His throwing arm is really good. We've struggled to throw out would-be base stealers, and that's really important nowadays with these new rules. And he can hit. He can hit for power. He makes the isotopes way better. He's going to make this pitching staff better because he has so much experience of, of catching an altitude and knowing what it takes to set up hitters from his time in the major leagues. So I think he's going to have a big impact on, on the pitching staff here. And again, knowing Brian, he's going to come back with the best attitude. And I'm looking forward to seeing that attitude and seeing what he can do to get himself better, to help the isotopes get better. Because um, I think, it, it, again, e even though this is really, even though it really sucks right now, it's going to be good in the long haul, I think, and I hope. Yeah, I definitely hope so, too. He's a good guy. We're wishing him the best. Um, let's turn the conversation a little bit to pitching. Uh, we know that the depth up here in Colorado 
is making us really nervous. What can you tell us about what's going on in Albuquerque right now that will kind of quell our anxieties? Well, I don't know if I'm going to quell your anxiety because <laughs> our depth has taken a hit because you've taken away our depth. You, you, you took away, let's see, you took away Noah Davis from us. You took away mm-hmm. Connor Siebold from us. You took away Peter Lambert from us. So you took away 60% of our rotation last week. So Jeff Criswell is here, and Criswell's the guy who the Rockies obtained for Chad Smith in the offseason. He was fantastic in the A's organization last year, going from single A to triple A all in one year statistically his numbers do not look very good this year i like his stuff i like his long-term prognosis as a pitcher but candidly you know his era is double digits he's starting today and his era is 13.50 that's not good carl kaufman is another guy who's a prospect carl struggled again yesterday his era is very high as well I also still like Kaufman long-term. Statistically speaking, it has not been a good start to the season for him. Then you have Phillips Valdez. Valdez's most recent start is probably the best news for you. He went six innings. He only needed, um, he only allowed two runs. He retired the final 11 batters that he faced. Felt like early in the season, he had one bad inning where he kind of ran out of gas or, or something like that. But he went six and he looked dynamic. And this is a guy who's been in the big leagues a lot. He was on the Red Sox opening day roster last year. I don't know if he's a starter in Denver or if he's a reliever in Denver, but he's 31, he knows how to pitch, and he's coming off a really good outing. So I really like what I saw most recently from Phil Valdez. And then you have Josh Rogers. Rogers was piggybacking with Peter Lambert because they didn't want Lambert to go too long, you know, basically three years out with an elbow injury. And so Rogers was going basically three innings in relief, and now he takes over that spot that same day, but as a starter. He still has not stretched out super far. I like watching Rogers pitch because he's really manipulating the pitch clock in his favor, but he's not dominating. He's not getting destroyed here. He gives you a chance to win. And, and I like the fact that he throws a whole lot of strikes. And then the fifth spot, we don't know who's going to be the fifth pitcher because you keep taking away everybody from us. So you let <laughs> me know when, when, who our fifth starter is going to be Susie. I'll let you know what I know. Uh, you mentioned a couple of arms in the pen that you really like. Um, Abad is one of them. Am I wrong? Am I right? Yeah. Yes. Fernando Abad is the most fun pitcher to watch because, first of all, he's 37 years old. He still throws 92 miles an hour. He's left-handed, but he throws a knuckle curve and a changeup and a sinker, and he goes slow and slower, and then he falls behind 3-0, and he blows three fastballs by you, and then... The other day, Susie, he threw an EFIS pitch, like a real, like real EFIS pitch. It was something like 55 miles an hour. And it was a called third <laughs> strike and the isotopes dugout erupted. It was absolutely glorious. His ERA is under one. I'm looking to my left so that I can see that he's not currently on the 40-man roster, but he's pitching really, really well. Again, he's 37. He's been in the big leagues. He's been in the Mexican league. He's been everywhere. I hope he gets a chance in the big leagues, Dan, even though it would take away one of our best relievers. But I'm telling you, he is so much fun to watch pitch. Um, I love that. All right. Um, uh, we OK, we also need to talk about before I let you go. We got to talk about Nolan Jones because he has been really fun to watch down in Albuquerque, too. Yeah, so they're using Nolan everywhere. First base, third base, left field, right field. He even played one game at center field. I like him best in right field because his arm is legit. It's a big-time arm. He threw somebody out at the plate a couple of days ago. He almost did yesterday. He threw someone out at the plate from left field. I feel like between Tolia and Montero and Aaron Schunk, 
here plus everyone who you've got in Denver, I feel like maybe outfield is his better long-term position. I don't know. But he hits for power. He hits for power the other way. Lately, they've been kind of pitching around him, which doesn't make a lot of sense because Ellery's Montero's on deck, and so he's been walking a lot, and so Montero's hitting a lot of two-run homers instead of solo homers lately. <laughs> and, you know, Nolan Jones just brings just – he's just a fun guy to be around at the batting cage. You know, he keeps it loose. You know, he's self-deprecating, but he's fun. He's always encouraging his teammates. I love it when someone is watching a teammate in the cage and they're like, yes, yes, and they're just giving them positive reinforcement. He's just that type of teammate, and I'm glad he's on our team, and – I know at some point he's going to get another shot in the big leagues and he's going to deserve it because he's he's been our most consistent here from day one. I, I love to hear that he's doing well. And Montero's uh, mashing down there too as well, it sounds like. Well, let's see. He's played nine games, Susie. He's hit six home runs. He's driven in 14 runs and he has an 800 slugging percentage. Is that good? That's what we want to hear about. I mean, that's the whole point of sending a guy back down so we can get those numbers up. Yes. <laughs> He's, he's only played first base in DH, and from what I understand, the plan is for him to only play first base. I don't know. He might play third base in a pinch every once in a while, but the plan is for him to play a lot of first base, which means that Michael Tully is playing a lot of outfield. Hmm. How does he like outfield? Probably prefers first base, but he seems to do well <laughs> everywhere. He's such a good athlete that, seriously, you put him anywhere. I honestly think that you put Michael Tully at third base, even though he throws left-handed, he could make every play at third base. He's that I, good that is That would be so interesting to see. Always such an interesting time chatting with you, Josh. Thank you so much for filling us in on what is happening down in the beautiful city of Albuquerque. It is always my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Susie. <laughs> Thanks. All right, we're going to wrap the show up pretty quickly uh, because we have the cast of the Denver Sports Podcast waiting to take the studio so they can do their show. On deck. But, yeah, they are on deck right now. Uh, so thanks, guys, for your patience. Uh, let's run through what this uh, upcoming series is going to look like. Um, so if you're watching us live on YouTube, this game is in about an hour. Senza coming back, making that first start off the IL. Uh, Kodai Senga will take the mound for the Mets. Saturday, it's Gomber versus Tyler McGill. Sunday, it's Feltner versus TBD. I heard it, it could be Joey uh, Lucchesi, but he's on short rest. The Mets are also struggling right now. They are. They're a bit of a mess right now, um, you know, so that helps the Rockies. So we'll mm -hmm. see if they can carry some momentum and see if Senza can come out with a good start tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely my uh, my my wish list. I just want to see Senza have a really good start. I want him to start off his new ACL chapter well in New York. Plus, the Rockies are coming off a four-game win streak right now. So yeah. I just I want them to barrel through New York. Keep it rolling. Um, yes. Make sure, hey guys, come into the bar tonight. Uh, the Nuggets are playing and it's going to be like a really fun time. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Um, uh, and you know what? Uh, Logan, you mentioned uh, Daza. Patrick and I are going to talk about the Daza thing a lot more on Sunday. But yeah, super sad because, I mean, he's, we spend so much time with these dudes. Like, he's a great guy. He is such a fun presence. So, uh, I mean, he'll be missed for sure, up in this Rockies clubhouse. Um, we have been saying, though, the Rockies have too many outfielders. So Yeah, yeah, and I agree with what he's saying. I like what I've seen. I like what I've seen from Doyle as well. So mm -hmm. we'll see if he kind of fills some of that that, that spot. But No Doyle um, tonight, though, because yeah. Randall Grichik is also back. We keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, lot of motion, a lot of motion in the, lot, in the Rockies ocean. A lot going on. All right, guys, um, make sure you are following all the latest Rockies news at DNVR underscore Rockies. 
Christian, where can we find you? At CJJ Sires on Twitter. There you see it. There you see it. It's right there. You can right find there me the at the Suzy Hunter on all platforms, guys. Join us Sunday post game. We're going to break down this New York series. And uh, Christian, you know what we say about me closing out a show? Uh, not, not today. Not today. We're not closing a show out no, today. No, not today. Not today. No, no, no. But I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> we will see you on Sunday. Nice. All right, Kale. Enter. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com